Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Grow Your Influence Street. I'm Leonard Kim, and today we have a very exciting guest, especially for the holidays and with the season that's come about. Uh, This person who's about to hop on the line with us right now, what she's about to do right after this call is hop into a cab, get into a and walk straight into a book signing but she decided to take an hour out of her time to speak with all of the audience here today and that person is Sarah Bliss 10 years ago she was told that she wasn't able to write a book that this would just be like a maybe like an article for a magazine but now that book came to reality and um, it's out and it came out on December 4th right correct yes Yes, it's out in the world and, and on Amazon, which is very exciting. It's called Take the Leap, Change Your Career, Change Your Life. Awesome. And uh, Sarah is a New York Times bestselling author. She's wrote, written books with Bobby Brown, and she's written about like 10 to 11 other books in her career, right? Yes, this is my 11th book, my my fourth on my own, and, and um, the rest were as a ghostwriter or co-author. Awesome. So usually what a lot of people do is if you've been in the uh, publishing world for a while, writing world for a while, like whenever uh, a writer may come up with an idea and want to share it, usually that's attached to the person's reputation. And what ends up happening is the people in our lives, the people who are gatekeepers, uh, they kind of become like agent people who like say that we can't really go out there and do things. They say that we're not able to achieve the things that we really want to do. Ten years ago, you were having a conversation with your uh, literary agent. Um, can you kind of describe what that was like? Sure. You know, I, I kind of started as a writer in a time... I want to say about 20 years ago, and it was, in a, it was a very different time. At that time, you could be, you know, a great writer and just have a, you know, strong reputation within the writing community, like maybe you were in magazines or um, even in the book world, and it wasn't that impossible to get a book deal. But something kind of switched over and uh, after about a decade, and it just became more and more that publishers were really interested in your branding so and what your platform was. And I was so used to kind of being, you know, a typical nerdy writer that I didn't really think about any of that. I just focused on having, you know, great work and, and producing that, but I wasn't thinking about my kind of broader reputation. And I had a couple great book ideas, and I pitched them to my agent um, at the time. She was, she was really dismissive of them. She felt like they were magazine articles. And she said, you know what, you just don't really have, the problem is, is that you just don't have a big enough platform. So she's like, but, you know, you can definitely get work as a ghostwriter. And even though that was very discouraging, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just do that. I'll just do one book like that, and I'll make a little bit of money, and then I'll go back to trying to sell my own book. So that, that was my initial strategy and kind of how, how I got into it. Um, but it, it, was very, it was very discouraging because I knew, I knew Take the Leap was, was a great idea, and um, I really thought it should be out in the world. And it was hard to have someone who I respected and who I thought was very tapped into the industry really say otherwise. Yeah, and I see this as like a common theme for a lot of people. We have spouses, family members, friends, co-workers, colleagues, bosses, whoever, uh, people who uh, we respect, people we look up to, they tend to kind of belittle us, look down on our dreams and tell us that we can't really achieve anything. But then you're here 10 years later doing exactly what you said that 
your public, well, your uh, agent said that you couldn't do before, but you're making it into a reality. But some people take 20 years. Some people never achieve that. Some people do it within a few months. Some people just do it immediately. And that process, I, I mean, taking that shift and making that shift to go out there and believe that you could actually go out there and do something, that's something that's really hard for a lot of people to do. And... <clears throat> For for you, it took around like ten years before you could actually publish the book that you first presented to your uh, agent. Um, what was kind of like the growing pains behind that and the struggles that you faced internally? Well, it was. I mean, it's it is really discouraging. I have to say to have all these, you know, what you think are great ideas, and then to be, you know, focusing on other people's ideas. And you know, go, book writing is something that's very very intense. So I kept having this idea like, oh, I'll go straight to someone's book and then I'll do my own. And it, it, it was almost impossible to do that just because it's all-consuming. I mean, writing a book, as you know, it takes, you know, several months of the – there's a couple months of research, there's several months of writing, and then there's all the edits and all of that is a lot of back and forth and wildly time-consuming. Um, so between that and having um, two children, I felt like a decade kind of went by uh, fairly quickly. Um, but one of the exciting things, um, and, and during that time, I, I, I wrote profiles. I wrote prof- profiles the whole time, and that's really how I got the idea for the book. As you know, the book is actually about people that make these radical life and career changes. So it was interesting that the topic that I wanted to write about and was so focused on was something I also wanted to do myself, which to kind of get out of the ghostwriting bubble. Um, and interestingly enough, I teamed up with Bobby Brown. Um, I was hired to be her co-author for um, three books, and she was amazing and really, really respected me as a writer and the work that I was doing. And when she went to Yahoo, she was hired at Yahoo in 2014 to be editor-in-chief of their beauty magazine, um, Marissa Meyer had the vision to have all these influencers head up different verticals there, and she called me right away and asked me to be her senior writer, and that would involve some co-writing for her, but also she wanted me to be putting my own work out there, which was great, and it was such a good confidence boost, and it was a great confidence boost, I think, at a time that I didn't have a ton of confidence. Even though I knew I was really good at what I did, I... I, you know, writing can be a very humbling experience. So, it was it was great to have someone who's so successful and smart, and who I really admired, and who, I mean, is essentially like a mogul. <laughs> Believe in you, yeah. like that was that was definitely this this great thing for me. And then when I got to Yahoo, it was wonderful because I was really respected for the work I was doing. My articles. Um, were seen by so many people, and the response was really positive. And I, I stuck with this kind of idea. She wanted me to do a lot of inspiring profiles. So that was another kind of reminder, like, oh, hey, this idea that you had is a good one. You, you know, you, you have to you have to get it back out in the world. And that kind of gave me the confidence to um, find a new agent. And I luckily found this amazing woman, Alison Fargis, at Stonesong, who is wonderful, and I gave her three ideas, and she was like, or three to five, it was a whole bunch, and she just said, let's let's do all of them. Um, and it was just a totally different perspective, and it was, and I should have done that a long time ago. I should have left my agent and, and interviewed five other agents. Um, so I was really glad that I found her, and, and, and that kind of set the wheels in motion for getting Take the Leap out in the world. And the interesting thing, Leonard, is that this book ended up having a bidding war. So a lot of different publishers wanted it. So that was also wonderful for me to kind of, and it was proof that um, I had, I had been right all along about, about the idea. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes we have that dying urge to go out there and do something, but people just discount us. They tell us we can't do something. They tell us that our work isn't good enough. They tell us that our vision isn't going to end up working. But then when we actually get encouragement from people in our lives, 
luckily you had a really powerful media mogul who was your support system. But some of us, we just need just maybe a close friend or anyone to really just believe in us and tell us that it is possible that we could go out there and do these things and make it happen. I, I agree. I mean, I think so many people, you know, they put ideas out there and then when they have everyone around them being like, well, that, that will never happen or that's impossible, it's, it's hard to sort of muster that confidence to ignore it. But that's really, really key, and I think one of the things that was a theme with all 63 people I featured in the book who made these kinds of changes is they were all able, even, even though it was hard and there were times that they felt really discouraged, they were ultimately able to tune those kind of negative messages out and focus on getting their dream accomplished and, and align themselves with people who were thinking bigger. Um, Barbara Corcoran is one of the experts in the book, and one of the things that she says is so you have to surround yourself with people who have really big visions for themselves because she thinks that negative people really drag you down, and I think that's true. I think when you're around people who are, you know, have these big crazy dreams, you're kind of like, well, you know, maybe I can do that too. Yeah, I think that's definitely a, a key factor. Like for me still to this day, I mean, it looks like I have everything great going on, but I, I still struggle with the uh, confidence that that's required to go out there and do things like write a book, go out there and go and speak. And it does get, you know, it's very hard to do. And a book is a really trouble, uh, uh, complicated process to get through, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why, I mean, so, you know, we should say you are one of the people that I featured in the book. And um, one of the things that I think is so inspiring about you, and I was watching your, one of your, your TED Talk the other day, and one of the things that's really, really moving and inspiring is I can see that you are actually a lot like me and that you're not necessarily you know, a super, you know, extrovert, like Tony Robbins, like very, you know, person when you speak, you're, you, 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 you speak from someone who, you know, you show your vulnerabilities and you talked about being nervous on stage. And, and for a lot of us, you know, I, I think we're in this age, especially the kind of influencer age, where it is really, really required for you, for everyone, no matter what kind of person you are, to develop this uh, strength to make sure that you are confident spreading your message, confident getting yourself out in the world. You, you have to be the biggest cheerleader for yourself and whatever your idea is, whether it's for a business or, or something else. Um, you have to be able to sell. And, and I think that's something that I didn't realize for a long time. And I used to say, like, oh, I'm, I'm just a behind-the-scenes person. I don't really like the spotlight. I get, I get so nervous public speaking. And I finally had to be like, you know what? Um, that it, 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 I don't have the option for that to be my weakness. If that's going to be my weakness, then my book's not going to sell. So I've had to really make this mental leap for myself to make myself more confident in front of the camera, more confident in front of people. And, um, and again, I think you're very inspiring in that because, you know, there are some people where it seems to come so naturally to them. Like, you know, Tony Robbins is a good example. He's such a big personality. Um, <laughs> Right? I mean, I'm just, you know, I can't imagine being that have high energy. But but you really, you were able to do it for yourself, and I, I think that's why you inspire so many people. Yeah, and uh, thank you so much for those compliments. I really do appreciate them, and it definitely is hard to do. Like, for me, it took me so long to even want, want to write something because I was scared of what people would think. Then as time progressed, it became even scarier. Even though that people were reading my writing, it was even scarier to put my face on the camera and be in front of video. Then it became oh, yeah. scarier to get up on the stage <laughs> and be like, hey, I'm going to talk to people in real life. I'm like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Right. Yeah. Right. And I, 
I think we're like constantly faced with like these fears each time because I'm not a super extrovert. You're not a super extrovert. I, I'd say we're from being on the writing perspective, we're both kind of more on the introverted side, but we're kind of like breaking through that mold, like going out there, challenging ourselves, forcing ourselves to go out there and take these steps out into the wilderness. And I think those are probably some of the key traits that are helping us really move ahead. I agree. No, I really, really agree. And one of the things that you said in the book that I thought was so interesting, I've been telling everybody was, you know, that quote that we have where you said, you know, who who doesn't need a personal brand? Like everyone needs to have that sort of, to, to really, no matter what career you're in, everyone needs to really think about how they're presenting themselves because we're now in this world where, someone wants to do something with you business-wise, and what do they do? They go to your LinkedIn. They go to your um, social media. They Google you, and you need to really think about what you're presenting and, and what's out there. And the younger generation, I feel like, you know, early 20-somethings, I mean, they're so comfortable in front of a camera. They're so comfortable with being visually, like, Instagram-ready, I think um, not, but you know, a lot of people aren't because we didn't, we didn't, I didn't grow up with a camera in my face every second. So it's definitely something that you can learn. Yeah, I mean, I didn't grow up with a camera in my face either. I, I didn't get a ca- I didn't get a computer until like maybe like seventh or eighth grade, maybe. And yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's been a transition. We're about to hop off to a commercial break. You can find Take the Leap on Amazon. Uh, the book's available. It's available for sale now. And there's 63 amazing stories within the book. You can follow Sarah online at Sarah Bliss NYC on Twitter and Instagram. You could also follow me on Twitter at Mr. Leonard Kim. And we'll be back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim back here with Sarah Bliss. We've heard about how naysayers could kind of push you towards not wanting to achieve your dreams, to let you... experience self-doubt to kind of hold you back and what the faith of what another person believing in you could actually help you go out there and achieve. Now, in this process of building out this book and everything, what Sarah's really been focused on is building out her personal brand. We had a conversation for her book and in that, in that book uh, conversation, what we kind of had is I talked about how important personal branding was and my success and how it helped me, propel my career and you've been kind of working on personal branding for yourself within the time frame that you've been working on this book right absolutely well 
I feel like as I was writing the book, I realized the importance of the getting the word out and branding myself in order to do kind of bigger, bigger things with the book and, and really have it be a bigger platform for me. Um, so when I interviewed you, I was taking copious notes as to everything you were saying and really thinking about it. And I remember looking at my Instagram feed right after we got off the phone and my Instagram, I was barely in it. Like everything was just like beautiful, lovely curated pictures, but looking outward. And you know, I realized, well, how is anyone really going to connect with me if that's what I'm do- That's what I'm doing, and I'm not even talking about. I, I focus so much on tra- on the travel writing I was doing, which was great because it's so visually gorgeous and it works for Instagram. But I wasn't really thinking about how I'm presenting myself. Well, first of all, profiles are my expertise. I've interviewed everybody. I've been a ghostwriter for millions of people. A lot of people that I can't. Millions is obviously exaggeration. A, a, a very large number of people, a lot of people that I can't even disclose, and yet you wouldn't know that from looking at my Instagram, and your Instagram is in two seconds, someone should be able to get a sense of who you are and what you do, and by keeping myself out of it and only focusing on one lane, I wasn't presenting myself as the expert that I am in storytelling in profiles, in kind of motive, the whole motivational story space, and in this career pivot space. So I have been making an effort to put myself back in the frame to showcase what I'm doing, and I feel like I'm connecting more with people. I'm definitely growing my audience slowly, and people are getting a better sense of, of, what, of what I do and who I really am, and um, I'm, I'm much more conscious about it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, everyone knows how to build a personal brand. They know all the components of exactly what to do. It's just that, one, they kind of don't know what order to do it in, and two, they know they should be doing it, but then they kind of aren't doing it, which is kind of interesting from the perspective that I've kind of seen because, like you, for example, you, you're not going out there and making features about yourself, but at the same time, you've done features your whole entire life for next to every single person who's out there, and uh-huh. you really know how to tell a compelling story, and it's like, oh, look, it's time for you to tell your own compelling story, and you're like, oh, Okay, cool. Exactly. It's like we we all know how to do these things. Like when I started working with Ryan Fulton, my business partner, he was like, Yeah, I'm doing all these different things. I'm like, "Mm, Did you tell your own story yet? Did you write your bio yet? He's like, Well, bio? What do you mean? (laughs) So it's, yeah, it's like so many people know exactly what to do, but then they're just like not doing it in the right order. They're missing some of the basic things, but you've kind of gone out there and you've kind of started working on this process. You've changed your Instagram feed. And in my book that I'm writing right now, Ditch the Act, what I really feel, I took a hard look at all the things that happened in my life, the uh, hundreds of thousands of social media followers, the media features and all that. And what I really believe is the uh, one thing that really moves the needle, that drives that success, isn't really the followers, isn't really the media features, isn't really being on TV or any of that fancy stuff, which it seems that you've been doing too, which is pretty exciting. Yay! (laughs) Yay! But it's, it's kind of those deep personal connections that you make along the way. Yes. No, absolutely. And that's actually been pivotal to the whole process is so many of the people that I interviewed over the years and remembered their stories, they have been, they offered to be in the book. I mean, I had a couple people like Simon Doonan, who's a, a well-known writer and he's the Barney's creative ambassador, I've interviewed him a number of times and I ran into him and I told him about the book and he said, I need to be in it. And so it's great. I've had, you know, that's been really helpful is to kind of have all those connections and all those people helping. And now that I'm also in the press time, the time to get myself out 
on in magazines and online and on TV, I'm finding a lot of the people I've profiled are actually um, big broadcasters or interviewers, writers, editors, and I'm circling back with them, and they've been really supportive, which has been wonderful. Yeah, and what what ends up really moving the needle is some of the people that I've been interviewing in my book, for example, Aaron Orendorf, he's the editor-in-chief over at Shopify. <clears throat> when he first started building his personal brand, he came out of like the ministry space, and he's not allowed to ever go back there for <laughs> who knows what reason. But um, when he started writing, uh, he started being vulnerable and everything, and he connected with one guy, and they worked together for so long. He helped him like land some Shopify deals as a contractor while he went out and wrote for other publications. Then when he decided to move on from that position, guess who he called upon to take over that role? It was Aaron. And because they made that deep connection, that deep bond, they were able to move forward. And then like another person in my book, Michael Simmons, um, he, when he started opening up and being vulnerable and sharing his deepest, darkest thoughts online uh-huh. and who he truly was, he ended up finding his best friend. And they have conversations for one hour every single week. Every single week, they're on the phone for one hour. It's insane. It's like, what kind you, you don't just get like business connections out of it. You get friendship, you get mentors, you get people that you really create a strong bond with. And you even find your best friends. And sure, the <laughs> social media followers and everything's great. The, the publicity and everything's great. But those deep connections, those are what are really going to drive you to success. And kind of like what's been happening for you, like those relationships, those deep relationships, they've been turning into like TV features, um, media features in different publications and things like that too, right? Uh, yes, yes. So I am, I am wor- working with a whole bunch of different different publications um, to to get myself out there, and and I have connections with with a lot of those editors from before, as you were saying. Kind of those deep personal connections, I think, are important. And also, I think the other thing that you are so good at too is that letting people know, like what you were saying, that it's important. It's it's not about just the numbers, but it is those connections that you make. I mean, I have made some connections through Instagram. I just made a connection with an old friend from high school who's a producer, and she saw that someone in the book had posted about me, and it reminded her that I was a writer, and she was happy to see this book, and now we might be collaborating on something big. But I've also met people through social media. Um, You know, we made those connections online and then, you know, met in real life and kind of found different ways to collaborate together. So ultimately, I think you're right, and I think that's a message that is missing um, but it, it is really, ultimately, you do want to make those those personal connections, and that's really what's going to propel you forward. Yeah, like for me, when I started writing, like um, <clears throat> Mae Bush, who's the former chief operating officer over at Morgan Stanley Europe, she decided to fly into L.A. one <clears throat> one year and bring me, like, cupcakes for my birthday. I was like, whoa, you flew all the way from Europe just to bring me cupcakes? <laughs> it's so sweet. It's so insane. Like, I never thought anything like that would ever happen in my life. And another person, Jason, like back when I first started writing, he's like, hey, you know, whatever business you want to do, don't worry, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put the initial investment for it, and I got faith in you. And you find all these different people who kind of like believe and support you, like out of the woodworks. It's kind of amazing what really opens up from building that influence online because, sure, you're building influence, but at the same time, you're also getting a direct benefit with the relationships that you're creating, too. Yeah, and I think also just being real about what you want to accomplish is important. I mean, I think the people that knew me and worked with me, they knew about some of my book ideas and the things that I wanted to accomplish on my own, and I was pretty open about that. I didn't act like, you know... You know, I always put it out there that there were things that I wanted to do. So I did not click everything was perfect. I didn't, you know, complain, but I certainly, you know, expressed that I, I wanted to do these things. So when people, I mean, people want to help you. I mean, that, that's yeah. also something, you know, it's, and it's important to, when they, when they see what you want to accomplish, then, then they're, they're, 
a lot of times they're they're very happy to help and they make offers that you might not even ask them. Um, but again, it's it's that seeing that putting out there what what your intention is. Yeah, and I think you living in New York, me living in Los Angeles, we're kind of surrounded by people who are always like, "What's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me?" And we have so sure. many self-centered focus. <clears throat> so so many people who are like focused on being self-centered in these areas. One of the biggest eye openers for me was um, I met my business partner Brian Foland at Keith Ferrazzi's house. Keith Ferrazzi's the New York Times best-selling author of Never Eat Alone, who's got your back, and he's coming out with another book on co-elevation when I was at his house he's like you know what don't treat this like a normal networking event <clears throat> instead of talking about what you're doing talk about what you need help with instead here let me start and he shares a story and that story was like wow who in the world this guy's like super successful this guy's like you know living up in the Hollywood Hills he's going out there and he's like hey you know what talk about what you need help with why? Because he knew deep inside that what really drives those connections, what really drives those bonds is those deep relationships. And people have that desire to want to help other people out. And because I share my personal story and my struggles and what I needed help with and Brian shared the same, he's like, hey, you need help with that. I need help with this. Why don't we work together? I'm like, okay, sure. Let's do it. Now we're still working together. <laughs> Right, and that's such a great example of that. Like, had you gone to the party and acted like, you know, everything was perfect and and you didn't need anything, then you probably never would have connected. Yeah, and I would have probably walked off with no business partner, no connections, no no benefit to my life and it's kind of weird how if we go into something self-centered looking what's in it for me we usually end up getting nothing but when we have that perspective how can we help others how can we go out there and do more for other people it ends up compounding as the results kind of com compound i agree yeah, it's kind of awesome how that works. Like, And then another thing that Keith was telling me is he's like, you know, back at Yale uh, when he was part of the secret society of secrets or secret society or whatever you want to call them, that's all they did. <laughs> all they did was join in together and just share their deepest, darkest moments with each other and their struggles and their pains and what they needed help with. And that's what formed their camaraderie. That's what formed their bonds. So, that's so interesting to hear. Isn't it? It's like the secret. Yeah, I don't to... know if I would have thought that. <laughs> the secret to secret societies is that they're sharing <laughs> their vulnerabilities. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, if that worked well for those types of secret societies, I mean, when we do that publicly, when we share what we're authentically about, when we take that leap and go out there and make those career changes, like, everything kind of really opens up for us. Like, um, <clears throat> there was a person who became a firefighter in your book? Yes. And she's a really interesting story. Her name is Nicole Otera, and she is a hairdresser in Cromwell, Connecticut. She owns a hair salon. And it was, she said she was born to do hair. Like, her, it was in her family business, and she loved it, and she loved working with people and making people look great and happy and all of that. But then she kept being in situations where people would get hurt and she wanted to help them in bigger ways than she could. So she ended up going to EMT school and she did it on nights and weekends around the time that she was working and, and as a mom. And then she saw... She was at a lot of fires, and she thought, gosh, I want to be the person like going in there and helping people that way. She wanted to do more, and she ended up going back to school again. At this time, she had twins who were four months old, and she went to school for a few months, and now she is both a hair salon owner and a firefighter. That's kind of awesome, like, for <laughs> really someone awesome. to really go out there and do that. Like, when I read that line in your... Um, intro for your book I was like wow um, who cares about my story I want to read that <laughs> <laughs> well it's amazing too because you know she also I mean think about it what we were talking about at the at the beginning of the hour which is 
you know, there's always going to be people who are critical of you, and I'm sure, you know, she ended up being a part of a great firehouse, um, and it's definitely male-dominated, but... They, and all of the men there supported her, but I, I'm sure there are plenty of women who are, are firefighters who maybe don't have that support. Or, you know, I'm sure she had people along the way who said, you know, that's crazy. You know, you're a mom. Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you put yourself in danger? Or I'm sure there was definitely some sort of criticism, maybe from other moms, maybe from her family, who knows. But the fact is, in her mind, she she wanted to do something like this because she thought it was great to show her kids that women can do anything, that moms can do anything, that 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 she could do anything. She wanted them to kind of grow up with this idea that you don't have to just be one thing, and if you have a you know bigger idea for yourself, even if it's not you know stereotypical, that you can do it. And and she's and she's doing that. So she kind of. I think was able, again, what we were saying, like when you have that reason for doing what you want to do that's so strong and you focus on that. And and I think, you know, she did have a husband who was really supportive of what she was doing. And I think um, she obviously has these great, great colleagues, these these other firefighters who think that, you know, she's a, she's a huge asset to their group. And so to have that, I think, has, has helped. But, but as I said, I'm sure, I'm sure it hasn't been and all everyone saying it's 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 awesome. Yeah, I was watching an episode of Nine One One, a TV show, the other day, a few days ago, and they were highlighting a woman who who um, was a pharmaceutical sales rep. She kind of had this um, epiphany where she knew that she wanted to help people. Her life coach like kind of passed down in front of her. She gave her CPR. She's like, you know what? I want to be a firefighter. And everyone's like, what? You're crazy, this and that. But she went out there and did it anyway. Then when she got in, she found out it was an all-boys club and no one had her back. And then the struggle has just continued on and on. And then afterwards, like it turned out to be a happy ending. But yeah, I mean, taking that leap, one, it's scary. Two, there's so many naysayers along the way, even while you're doing it. And three, even if you do it, sometimes there's still going to be naysayers and it's a real struggle. But she overcame it. You overcame it. Um, the person in your book who became the real fighter, firefighter overcame it too. And we're about to go into another commercial break. Make sure to go on Amazon or Barnes & Noble and check out Take the Leap by Sarah Bliss. You can find Sarah Bliss online at Sarah Bliss NYC. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter. And we'll be back after this commercial break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to The Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim back again with Sarah Bliss. And you've kind of learned 
what a personal brand could really do. You've learned how to go out there and how Sarah decided to take the leap and go out there and write a book, even with all the naysayers putting her down. And kind of what uh, happened from all this is um, the book was released. She's getting into a ton of media features. She's hopping onto television shows. She's doing interviews everywhere. People are really calling out her expertise. She's going to go and hop over to a book signing right after this call or right after this show. And kind of what what is that like? Like what's it like to hop onto like a TV show since or to be like on like the news and the media? What's that experience kind of like? Well, it's weird for me because I'm usually on the other side. I'm used to being the interviewer, so so I find it, uh, it it's not it wasn't a natural thing for me. Especially, I tend to be kind of guarded because I know how vulnerable people can make themselves when they when they open up. And and um, I don't know. I, I initially went into it kind of feeling very protective of myself, and I've. The first time, uh, the first, my first on-camera interview was with Jeannie on for Yahoo Finance. It's online right now, and the camera went on, and I felt like I got really <laughs> stiff and and frozen. But I oh, also yeah. I saw that too. <laughs> <It's scary. laughs> but then, you know, in the middle of it, you just realize that this is a chance to really, really connect with people and to have them see why the book is great. I mean, Take the Leap is a book that I believe so much in, and I worked really hard to make sure there were so many different types of people in the book and so that no matter who you are, what kind of career switch you want to make, you'll find people who have overcome the same hurdles that you have. And, and so when you, when you look at your fear that way, when you think, all right, well, I really want to connect with people and motivate people and inspire people to make these kinds of changes because I know that they're possible, then then that kind of helps you go get over your fear and, and have more fun with it. I do tend to prefer podcasts and radio and print, but um, I'm definitely having fun with the TV part, too. Yeah, TV's a completely different experience. It's like, oh, could I take that back? Nope, it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie's was a great first one because it's not live, and um, it is, you know, it, you, can, you can do a, a retake, so that's helpful. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, but then you also so, had some where you were on, actual, on the actual news, too, right? Where it was kind yeah, of live? Yeah, I was on WTNH in New Haven. And in that case, I was being interviewed by one of my dearest friends from college, so that was another good way to go into it because I got I, I was more relaxed, and it helped. And and you know you realize too the the people that are on camera and great interviewers, they know how to navigate a story. They know how to navigate if you're shy or or or, or need a little boost. Um, so she was very very helpful with that. That's but awesome. it's been fun, and it's been fun now to, to, to be in the spotlight and have Take the Leap out in the world, and I'm continuing to, you know, hustle for, for more opportunities and more press, and there's definitely some exciting things brewing. Do you see, like, people reaching out to you more because of all, this, all these things that are happening? Yes. Are they sharing yes. their stories with you? Yes, well, that's a nice thing. I mean, uh, especially at the book signings, I find people get very open with with what's going on with them. They're like, oh, I need this book. I've been wanting to do this for five years. Or um, I'm giving this to my husband. He really needs this boost. Or, you know, my my best friend just did this. She'll love it. So, And they get, you know, more detailed into, into what those stories are. But you know, one of the things that I'm I'm hoping to have, and I was just thinking I should add this to my website, is I would love to have people share their leap stories and oh, and hear more of be them awesome. because yeah yeah no I think I think that's definitely something I I want to I want to hear more of and connect because I do think there there are there are so many of these kinds of stories and so many people wanting to do it and and my dream is to have someone say yeah, I read this book and and then I you know decided to go scuba dive around the world or or start my business or whatever whatever it is that they really want to do yeah and imagine how cool it would be to really take this from just an idea 
turn it into a book, turn it into all this media, turn it in, and then really turn it into a movement where people are like, yes, I decided to take the leap. I decided to take the leap. This is what happened when I decided to take the leap. Or this is what I'm going to do when I take the leap. And then creating that movement where people are really going out there and doing things. I think I read in one of your interviews that 98% of people die without ever um, achieving their dreams or something. Yes, that's that's a um, statistic that Jeannie gave me. And I thought that was so depressing. <laughs> and I feel like, in a way, I've been in this bubble of dreamers for the past year and a half. I mean, that's what my focus is. And I have a new column for Forbes that's launching in a couple of weeks on career pivots as well. So I'm talking to people constantly who don't think that this is a pipe dream, but for them it's their reality. So to me, you know, if you were to come up to me and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with, with this job, but, I, you know, I want to have a side hustle and, and you know, I want to have a band in L.A. Or, or whatever it is, I would be like, great. I mean, that's totally doable because I'm so used to hearing these stories to me. These, these things don't seem impossible. So it's been great to be in this bubble, um, but I, I want it to... To extend, and I want I want people to kind of feel that because that's another reason why I picked sixty three people and take the leap was I think when you listen to a career coach, a lot of times it's great to hear all the advice and all of the positive messaging. But I think when you read about or meet someone who's actually made these kinds of changes then it doesn't seem so far-fetched, you know, yeah. when that person is your neighbor or your friend's cousin or someone you're reading about. The more stories that you read where people are doing this, and they all face tons of obstacles, but the more stories you read and the more you internalize that this is possible, I think the more your brain circuit kind of rewires into thinking, yeah, actually this is something I can do myself. Yeah, and another thing that I've kind of noticed is that the people who are doing these amazing things in life and taking that leap, going out there and pursuing those careers of their dreams, <clears throat> doing the things that they love, they're just regular people like me and you and the listeners on the show. Like, there's nothing like phenomenal about any of us. It's that we just made the decision to just say, you know what, we're just going to go for it. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly, and, and, you know, that's what you're doing, too, Leonard. I mean, you're essentially, you've started this whole movement. I mean, I looked at the post that you were sharing on Twitter about the book, and you have, I mean, a lot of people who are definitely really inspired by your story and ready to kind of make their own changes, and I'm sure you have people coming up to you all the time and saying, oh, you know, I followed this advice in your course, or you will when you have your book, or I heard you on the radio, and it made me think differently. I mean, I had that experience with you on a, on a smaller level, um, but you, you really did make me think very differently about the branding thing and, and, and how important it, it, it is, even though I, I kind of knew that. And you, you also you give kind of very, I think, uh, surprising advice for, for, how, for how to do that, which is the vulnerable vulnerability piece I think not everyone is 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 messaging that um, and I think that that's why you're connecting with so many people so I mean that's the thing with with these things is you have the ability to connect and 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 help help people make changes yeah and I, I think you're kind of seeing that result too when you go to the book signings and people are being vulnerable and saying yeah I need this in my life it's kind of like opening up a new conversation that you probably weren't having before writing this book right no, and I mean, think my last book, which I loved, it's called Hotel Chic at Home, and it was a way I had been doing a lot of travel writing and a lot of design writing, and it was kind of a way to have both in, in one book. It's, you know, the world's coolest hotels and then how to get the look at home. And it was really fun, and, and you know, people really liked it, and you have people who are really into travel or really into hotels or really into design, and, you know, they talk to you about that stuff, which is great, but it's not that kind of deeper conversation where someone is really saying, you know, gosh, I've had this dream for so long and, and I really want to do it, but I'm not sure, or, you know, my husband thinks that this is a silly idea or whatever it is where they are really opening up and having more real conversations. And, and I think that's, 
that's one of the things that I love about this topic and I love about Take the Leap is that it's allowing me to really connect with people in a way that my work, um, I mean, my, some of my other books just, just weren't able to. They just weren't set up that way. Yeah, and it's really changing the narrative. And I think if you do this right and get this out in front of the right amount of people, this could really like turn into a movement where people are like, hey, Sarah, thank you so much. I decided to take the lead. That is the hope. That is the hope, definitely. <laughs> And I, I see a lot of huge successes, like, laying out in the, the uh, I, I mean, I think that book, because it encompasses 63 different stories of people who went out there and decided to take the leap. If I was reading it and I read maybe one to two stories, I'd be like, oh, maybe they, they got lucky, right? If I was reading five to ten, I'd be like, oh, okay, it works for some people. If I read it for 20, I'd be like, okay, it works for a good amount of people. But when you have 63 people inside one particular story... That should really encompass the fact that anyone could really go out there and achieve their dreams. Anyone could go out there and take the leap and find that career of their dreams. Anyone could go out there and do exactly what they need to do to really go out there and achieve career success. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and that's really, really why I designed it. And I think, you know, there's always going to be that person who says, you know, oh, you need a ton of money to do this or, oh, that's just for people who are young. But, you know, I, I featured a lot of people who didn't have capital to put into a new business and maybe were struggling financially. Um, you're actually one of those people. Um, who, who was struggling financially at one point, right? So, and, and, and you, and the interesting thing was you were in your head were initially chasing the, the money and, and it, it led to, to difficult times for you financially. So I, I think for a lot of people, you know, it's easy to say like, oh, that's not possible, but I want to have like, oh, okay, well, I actually have those you know, five to ten examples of people that have that same issue that you're saying is it makes it not possible, and they were able to do it. So the more, again, as, as I was saying before, the more you see and, and the more examples you have, I, I think the better. Yeah, and it's I'm, I'm really happy that you were able to get 63 different people to share their stories so they could be in that book. Anyone who wants to go out there and purchase that book, you could go to Amazon, you could go to Barnes & Noble, you could go to a bookstore. Look for Take the Leap by Sarah Bliss. Uh, that book is going to be able to help you go out there and change your life. You could also find Sarah Bliss at Sarah Bliss NYC on Instagram and Twitter. You could find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, once again, we wanted to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. We're here every single Thursday at 1 p.m. PST. And once again, make sure to make take that moment, take the leap, and go and purchase Sarah Bliss's book. Read through those 63 stories, get inspired, and go out there and start living your dreams the way that you want. And we'll be seeing you next week. Thank you. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.